enjoying or enjoyed your three-day weekend. Hopefully you had a three-day weekend, right? President's Day, George Washington's birthday, one of those. We get a day off. Is it, what is President's Day for? Is it just the birthdays of president? I feel like, I feel like it was just George Washington's birthday, Abraham Lincoln's birthday. I don't think we get off for any of those days from work, but then president, what is President's Day? Just to celebrate presidents and enjoy great discounts on uh toyota trucks is that what toyota-thon isn't that president's day i don't know do presidents deserve a day what's next governor's day am i right mayor's day (laughs) why does the president get a day isn't every day the president's day am i right most powerful guy in the world doing whatever he wants. Every day is the president's day when you're the president. I don't know. I don't know what that is. I don't know why too. And (laughs) I got to stop saying, maybe I've talked about this on the show before because it is just me rambling. So I probably might've talked about these things before, but doesn't the, for some reason in my mind, the mayor just sounds like a way more important job than it is. Like if you're mayor of New York, you're basically a governor, I guess. But if you're the mayor of Satellite Beach, Florida, I mean, how hard is it really? How hard is that job? Maybe it's hard. I don't know. Indian Harbor Beach right next to there. I know that's like a volunteer mayor is like a part time job. <laughs> I think making, you know, now maybe $15 an hour being mayor of Indian Harbor Beach. But if you're in a small town, you're the mayor. It, it, how hard is that job? It can't be that hard. It can't be governor hard. It can't be president hard. But for some reason, mayor just sounds like it has power in my mind. I feel like maybe it's just movies and stuff like mayors. They're cutting ribbons. You know who they are. They're getting seated at tables. You know, like if the governor just showed up in your small town, would people be like, oh, my God, that's the governor. Are people more excited in your neighborhood, in your neighborhood? around your house. If the mayor showed up and the governor showed up, who are you more excited to see? Probably the governor, I guess. I don't know why mayors in my mind, (laughs) my mind, the mayor sounds like such an important person. It's the mayor. Oh, it's the governor. Okay. Wow. Great. The governor's here. Somebody must've fucked up. Oh, the governor's here. Were we just hit with a hurricane? Is he here to, to, uh, do nothing? And like show moral support. Oh, hell yeah. The mayor's here. We're going to get crunk tonight. I'm getting sloshed with the mayor. The mayor's a party, dude. The mayor is showing up. Good things are happening. Ribbons are getting cut. Babies are getting kissed. The governor shows up. It's like, ugh, boy, some school must have gotten shot up and he's here. He's here doing damage control. It's like, oh, great. The governor's here. Oh, great. The water, the water has lead in it. The governor's here. 
<laughs> maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's just that the more important the job is, the more like real work it is. They don't have time to just hang out and they they're problem solvers. So when they show up, there needs to be a problem. The mayor is just there because he has nothing else going on. He's decided to live in that town. He wants he needs a hobby on the weekends. He's tired of boating. Uh, his bocce ball team isn't doing well. They got knocked out before the playoffs. So he has free time now. And, uh, you know, it's a little chilly for golf. So he runs, runs for mayor, gets it because it's like him and, you know, some old man who's been running since the seventies. Uh, and now he's the mayor and now it's party time whenever he rolls up. Hell yeah. The mayor is here. Oh my God. Went to Dunkin' today, got my decaf iced coffee, which I am a a monster for. I know, I know, I know. Decaf coffee. It, I I did, with the, with the coffee, I always watch. Because I, I don't drink caffeine anymore. I gave it up. Too many migraines had to quit. It's one of the hardest things I've ever, <laughs> ever done in my very privileged life is giving up caffeine. It's a drug. So I watch when they're dispensing the coffee. I, I peek. I'm tall. I can see right over the counter. I watch the uh, the lady working there. Very nice. Very pleasant. Uh, I, she's clearly not filling it with decaf coffee. I just say, oh, is that decaf? And she's like, oh, my God, I'm so I'm so sorry. She jumps out. She's like, that's my fault. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm that guy, too. I also I'm always sorry. Oh, man, you 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 hit my car. I'm sorry. My car was there. I can't <laughs> can't deal with it. I'm sorry. You messed up my order, even though it was correct on the receipt and clearly on the screen that you looked at and you you might you messed it up. This was your fault, but I'm sorry that I put you in a situation to mess up. And I do feel that way with decaf coffee. Anytime someone gives me regular coffee on accident, it's like this is my this is my fault. It's not your fault because you pour regular coffee all day and I got to be the one person ordering decaf iced coffee from Dunkin Donuts in February. It's 25 degrees out, but I know when I get home, it's going to be a little toasty in the apartment and I'm ready for my decaf iced coffee. And that's what that's what I want. I feel bad about I feel guilty for imposing anybody on the decaf coffee. But you know what? Maybe I shouldn't be. It's good. They sell it. It shouldn't it shouldn't be a problem. People shit on the decaf, too. People are like, this is why are you drink decaf coffee. What do you I remember? I was getting give. Uh, <laughs> I got gift cards from like family members. For like Christmas or my birthday or something like that. And they asked my mom, what does he want? And she's like, well, he goes to Dunkin' Donuts all the time. And uh, and then so I got all these gift cards. And my then I think my uncle was like, what do you get at Dunkin' Donuts? And I was like, well, decaf coffee. And he just kind of rolls his eyes like, oh, why did I? I don't know why I need to get you a gift card for decaf coffee. And it's like, but I like I like it. It's a substitute why are you mad that I like something? You got me something that I like and I'm going to use it. And you were just upset at the way I'm going to use it. You can't be. Don't do that. I'm getting I'm getting I'm I'm getting this is going to be used. I'm getting the most out of this. I'm enjoying this. You get you did good. You got me a great gift. I love it. I'm excited about it. But for some reason, I'm offending you with with my my choice of beverage. This I talked about. I, I did talk about this when I was in Florida. We went fishing only catching catfish. Because that's the only thing there. We're fishing with hot dogs. Of course, we're catching catfish. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, what are you fishing for? 
you catch anything? It's like, yeah, we caught some catfish. And they're like, oh, catfish. Catfish are the decaf coffee of fish. Oh, my God. You caught a catfish. What a waste. Oh, man. That sucks. It sucks you caught a catfish. It's like, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm hanging out with my family. I'm bonding with my dad who I haven't seen in a year. We're, we're just hanging out, talking about life, fishing. Occasionally, we catch a catfish and we have to take it off the hook. And that's a great activity. You know, the way darts or bowling is a great activity that's really just there to stimulate conversation. I'm having a great time enjoying my day doing something I like to do. So what if it's catfish? Sorry, I'm not catching marlins in this crick. (laughs) Middle of nowhere, Florida. I'm having a good time. Why isn't that enough? Why isn't it enough to just have a good time? Take that straw, man. I... (laughs) I also don't look I don't think I look gift horses in the mouth, you know, with any of this stuff. Is this related? Maybe just catching fish. If you go fishing and you catch anything, it's like, this is great. I'm, I'm excited about this. I'm glad I caught anything at all. This is nice. I remember I used to work at this place. People will still complain. You can't complain if you're if you're catching fish and they're not the fish you want. I feel like it's hard to complain, but again, I'm not into it enough, I guess. And I've never been that guy. I worked at a place where uh, I was an office manager once and we used to like order food for people and people would order food and it'd be like, cool. We get like a sandwich place and it's like, oh man, they love these sandwiches. Cool. Next day it's like, oh, where do we order from? Here's another sandwich place. People would be like, sandwiches two days in a row. Uh, I can't eat a sandwich for lunch every day. It's like, oh, what the, how, how are you, how dare you complain? You know, this is a company that provides free lunch for its employees every day. And you have the nerve to complain about the free lunch. What is wrong? How can you possibly complain about something that's free? You are giving this. You're they're giving this to you. You don't need it. Also, what's wrong with the sandwich every day? Why did carbs become monsters all of a sudden? Just don't eat a sandwich for dinner and you're good. I feel like growing up, I ate a peanut butter and jelly sandwich every day. For 23 years of my life. And I turned out okay. Now I'm, you know, overweight. But I don't think that has anything to do with the sandwiches I ate. You know, the first half of my life. I was in very good shape for a while there. And the sandwich thing kept right on a rolling. A lot of rice and chicken, you know, in my heyday of health. A lot of carbs over there. And that's fine. I don't know who these people are. Where they're like, oh, I can't have a sandwich for lunch. Two days in a row. What else are you eating for? What else is there for lunch? The sandwich is the quintessential lunch meal. What do you bring into work? Just a salad? Are you making a salad in a jar like something off of Pinterest and just eating it out? Or are you blending it in the company Ninja Blender and drinking it during a meeting through a crazy straw or like a metal straw so that you don't even have to throw a straw away? You can save it and keep it so the environment is good is that what you were (laughs) doing i don't know i can't complain i can't complain about things that are handed to me i'm sorry i will find a way but i i i will complain to my friends and my peers and i will never actually make a stink about it to management can you imagine complaining to your manager wow how come our free lunch isn't exactly what I want every single day. Okay. Sorry. Sorry, man. Speaking of lunch, I've been on a real ramen kick. I don't know what that's about. I feel like I never liked ramen. I don't even, I don't even really like good ramen. 
and a buddy came to visit. We went to this. We went to Momofuku for ramen. He's talking about how great it was. He ate it before I got there. Then he got back in line and we and he ate it again with me. And <laughs> I was talking about how amazing it was. And I'm like, I don't know. It's raw. It's it's noodles. It's disappointing noodles. And that's what I realized is the is the mentality that needs to change, at least on my end, is that ramen is not noodles. It's soup that happens to have noodles in it. It is the chicken noodle soup of whatever culture ramen is from specifically. I don't know. I don't know enough about ramen. I don't want to offend anybody by just saying Asian because it's there's different types of Asian, obviously, and I don't know. Which one ramen is? I never gotten ramen from a Chinese takeout place, so I feel like I'm being too vague. Can't say Chinese food is ramen unless it is. I don't know. I don't know what it's from. In my mind, it's the kind of thing that poor college students eat. So I don't know. The idea of fancy ramen kind of surprises me a little bit, if I'm being honest. But it's good. And I go and it's good, but it doesn't satisfy me. And it's because it's not noodles. I keep thinking it's noodles. It is not noodles. Noodles is is Italian food. It's spaghetti. It's raviolis. It's maybe lasagna is noodles at one point before it's baked and stuffed with a disgusting cheese that I'm not a fan of. Maybe it's uh, rigatoni. I don't know what a rigatoni is, but I know it's a noodle shape. Maybe it's the twisties. Maybe it's the bow ties. Maybe it's the little ones that are like little tiny stars. Maybe it's the little ones that are just like little dots or like the little tubes, like but the half tubes with the holes in them. Maybe it's the tubes that go all swirly, kind of like a slide on a playground. Maybe it's those are all the shapes I know for pasta, but I know there's more. That's pasta. This is soup. Ramen is soup. You are making a hot soup that happens to have some noodles in it and enjoy it. Drink the broth, slosh it around. Maybe you get a little piece of pork belly, a fish cake. A nice little half boiled egg, hard boiled egg in there. Enjoy it. It's a, it's a, it's a accoutrement to the soup. That's nice. I've been I've been eating ramen. I bought more a cup of noodle today. I'm excited about it. I feel like I should make it fancy. I don't know what I could I could make things and add it to the ramen and make it fancy, but that seems like an extra step. Now it's just been a, I don't want to cook dinner. What do I have around? Oh, ramen. This is great. I love I love ramen, I guess. And I just want to I want to get that, get that point across. I'm going through a ramen renaissance, a ramen sauce, a ramen sans, if you will, a ramen sans. I'm going through a ramen sans now. Realizing the ramen noodles are uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Not going to call them ramen noodles anymore, though. Ramen, just ramen, ramen. Pretty good. I'm uh, not scared of heights. But I don't like them. And I think that's a perfectly fair way to feel about. <laughs> about heights. I feel like people are there's people that are scared of heights. It's another thing that's like, why? How could you possibly be scared of heights? It's like, well, because we're very high up. And if I suddenly from this vantage point became not so high up, I could die. And that's a little scary to me. That is I think heights is a very reasonable fear. Being scared of the dark, it's like, okay, I mean, we're in your house. How scary could the dark possibly be? Scared of spiders? Sure, some spiders are poisonous, but any spider ever? A snake, really? Yeah, snakes are poisonous, but just looking at a snake through the glass, that's going to freak you out. You see a snake at the zoo, like, you're terrified of that? That's irrational. But I guess the same thing can be said if you're in a skyscraper. What are the odds that you're going to have to fall out of the skyscraper? I guess pretty small. 
most of the time you're going to be fine. But I don't like going to the top of something and looking down. It's I don't care how sturdy it is. I don't care if I'm strapped into anything. I'm looking down. It's like, okay, no, thank you. No, thank you. I'll do it. I'll check it out. It's kind of fun, but it's scary. It's not scary. It's just I'm not not a fan. Not a fan. I say like roller coasters and stuff. I love a roller coaster. But I hate the drop. The drop's the worst part. There's people who love the drop. People who love like skydiving. Oh man, before I die, I'm gonna go skydiving. Ugh, no, thank you. I don't need to go skydiving. Why? So I can fall? Why do I need to fall? That sounds scary and horrible and not fun. I respect the hell out of the person who is <laughs> who will just be like, no, nah, that's not for me. And it's like, yeah, but, you know, once in your life, it's like, no, I wouldn't like it. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes there's things you got to twist some arms on. You got to convince a friend to come out, come out tonight. It's going to be fun. We're going to have a good time. You got to come out. You've been in your room all week. You got to come out, come out. It'll be great. Come out. Other times it's like, hey, you want to jump out of an airplane? No. And I'm like, OK, I respect. <laughs> I respect that. I'm not twisting anybody's arm into jumping out of an airplane. Not twist anybody's arm into like not being scared of heights. You're scared of heights. Don't don't worry about it. Roller coasters fun. I love tricking people onto roller coasters. I guess that contradicts what I was just saying. But I love I love bullying people into going on roller coasters because I hate roller coasters. I hate the drop part. I love the loops. I love the loops. Hate the drop. And that's that's the that's the balance I walk in life. Because the drop, it's you're just falling, and just falling is just falling from a height. Heights I'm not crazy about. I'm not crazy about that whole thing. But the loops, man, flipping and shaking around, that's a blast. Who doesn't love a good loop? I could do loops all day. If you could somehow do loops without the drop, I'd be ecstatic. I'd be all about it. I'd be on that ride constantly. There'd literally be no cons to being on that ride for me. There was one journey to Atlantis used to go on at SeaWorld. And my mom would always bully me into going on every time we went to SeaWorld. And it was just two big drops and I hated it. And I used to dread going to SeaWorld because I'd have to go on that ride. And, you know, it wasn't exciting for me and I didn't like it. So there's that. (laughs) Man. Okay. A couple corrections from last week I got called out on. I definitely talked about it. There's no movies in February. Forgetting that, uh, the biggest holiday for movies, Valentine's Day, is takes place in February. I apologize. I don't remember when my birthday is. How am I supposed to remember when a holiday that I almost rarely celebrate uh, <laughs> is? Why would I know when Valentine's Day is? Uh, as a single man, who cares? My point stands, though. March, January, I guess it's the new year, but it's not fun in New York when it's just super cold out and freezing. At least it's not for me. People are, I don't know how many movies we'd be interested in seeing when people have to stay inside all the time. Maybe, maybe that is, maybe, maybe there's a lot of good inside movies out there. I don't know. Maybe I, maybe I haven't thought this through entirely, but you know, when it's just cold and stormy and gross out and you got to be stuck inside, it's not a real networky eventful movie. And I can have a lot of characters popping in and out in a typical February freezing cold movie. <clears throat> the only thing I wanted to think about was, <clears throat> excuse me, frog in the throat. Where did that uh, story come from? Where'd that saying come from? Frog in the throat. Why is there a frog in my throat? What happened? Where people used to eat frogs and then they would like fight their way back up and it caused you to cough. And that's what, that's what this was. I don't know. 
it Super Bowl halftime show. I loved it. I thought it was good. The weekend was awesome. One of the things that I thought of last week when we left was the idea of doing the halftime show. Can you imagine hosting an event being like the focus for 20 minutes during the super, the biggest show of the year, the biggest TV event you got, whatever, a hundred thousand people in a stadium staring at you. Can you imagine how big your ego has to be to do that? How like full of yourself you have to be even and he didn't have any guests or anything either. He just waved them all off. It's like, this is the weekend show. This is the weekend doing the weekend thing. Can you imagine like trying to being told to like wait in line after playing the Super Bowl? Can you Im- <laughs> imagine? Can you imagine after this, he like tries to get into a club and they're like, oh, actually, there's like kind of a lot of dudes in there right now. So we're going to try and we're going to leave you out here until we get some more women in there. And he's just like, oh, but I just played the Super Bowl. I just did the halftime show. I'm the fucking weekend. Can you believe it? You imagine him going to a grocery store and like waiting in a checkout line. Can you imagine waiting in a checkout line to leave a grocery store with your groceries after playing the Super Bowl halftime show. How do you function as a normal human being after playing the Super Bowl halftime show? Can you imagine being the weekend having to go to the DMV after the Super Bowl halftime show? He has to get it. He has to renew his driver's license. <laughs> he goes to the DMV and they're like, sure, take take a ticket and wait to be served. And he waits two hours for something that could have been done on a forum over the internet. And he displayed the <laughs> halftime show. I don't know. <laughs> Just got to change your whole perspective on life, on everything, being the center of attention like that. Man, I want to do it. I got to start singing. <laughs> start posting things online. See if I can get some traction. Okay. Let's talk politics for a second, for a minute, a couple minutes, maybe tops. Then we'll wrap this thing up. I The hardest thing about politics has to be remembering people's names. I feel like if I was ever in politics in Congress doing a testimonial and it's like, OK, yeah, so Senator whatever from here, you're trying to describe like what happened in this event. Oh, well, these these senators had to run for their lives when the Capitol was stormed. These senators were here. These senators didn't vote for this. And it's like, OK, but can you can you specify which ones it was? I'd just be like, no, I can't. I can point at them. I'll like just point in Ted Cruz's general area and say, well, these guys are the ones. These are people who fucked up. But uh, can you say their names? No, I can't. I can't remember the names. <laughs> who voted against this legislation? It's like, I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine. I'm willing to guess there's an R next to their name. But, you know, there's good ones. There's bad ones. And I can't I can't tell them apart. They all look the same and they, their names all sound similar. And I can't remember what any <laughs> this stuff is of <laughs> uh, I had to have a conversation. There's a hundred people in the Senate, really, and I have to learn a hundred names, a hundred names of people in the Senate. And you have to and then your staff, if you have staff, you have to remember their names. Are you kidding me? Oh, too much. Too much. I'd be up there being like talking about, oh yeah, and then what's his face with the bill? And they're like, who? And I'm like, I that guy over there, I would be so embarrassed. <laughs> I probably wouldn't speak at all if I was in the Senate just because I wouldn't want to get anyone's name wrong. The alternative is just leaning into it and being that guy and being like, you know what? I'm bigger than this. I don't give a shit about 
about the Senate. This means nothing to me. Who cares? What's his face? That guy's name, whatever. I don't think that's going to get you reelected, but who knows? Maybe it will. This impeachment thing kind of crazy, right? I mean, if, if Trump didn't get, what do they call it? I guess he's already been impeached twice. Impeaching is just in the house in the Senate convicted. Is that what it was convicted of impeachment? I don't even know what the terminology is for this. I don't know who the people are doing this, but if you don't get, uh, you know, impeached or convicted of impeachment, whatever the term is, if you don't get that from uh, <laughs> telling all your basically inciting violence in the state capital, in the national capital, because uh, you're you're saying that you lost an election that you didn't lose, trying to basically stage a coup and uh, of people who potentially could have murdered <laughs> all of the people in our national government then uh, I don't think we should do impeachments anymore. I say we just give up on that. What's the point of impeaching anybody? Bill Clinton got impeached for a blowjob, and that was funny. It's like, okay, cool. We have to we have to do the impeachment thing every once in a while just to remind people that we can. You know, it was like a little like, okay, cool. You know, you can't can't get your dick sucked in the office. We get it. Hillary is a smoke show. Why would you ever cheat on that? It's like. <laughs> Okay, just reminding you, we're here, we can do this, we're impeaching it up. And then, (laughs) I mean, there's been so much better content on this, but imagine if your boss basically tells his fans to come into your workplace, try and kill you, they're somehow thwarted, and then the next day he comes into work and you and half the people at work are like supporting him still. It's crazy. It's crazy. If you don't get impeached or convicted for that, then we should... We should just get rid of the impeaching thing. I don't want to hear about anybody else getting impeached. I don't even care. What would you have to do to get convicted? You would straight up have to murder somebody (laughs) in order to get convicted. If you're the president, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what else it would take. The people who voted against convicting him uh, could have died (laughs) because of the things he said and did. They legit could have been attacked by a mob of his angry supporters. And they're all like, nah, dude, it's not his fault. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) His lawyers for this were so crazy. Did you see the lawyer defending Trump saying, why are we even doing this here on the Senate floor? This should be taking place in my office in Philadelphia or whatever. I don't even know how he said it, but he said Philadelphia and he said it so bad. This guy's from Philadelphia. He couldn't pronounce the word Philadelphia. Everyone laughed at him. And then he's like, well, I don't understand why people are laughing. And it's like, well, one, because you're a joke representing a joke. And two, you're so goddamn dumb. You can't even pronounce the place you're from. Philadelphia, that's not a stretch. I heard Tulsi Gabbard say Hawaii the other day, pronouncing it Hawaii. And she just talks normal. It's like very like, hey, here I am. Uh, you know, I'm just I'm excited to be here on the show representing as a former representative of the great state of Hawaii. And I'm like, OK, I guess that's how it's pronounced then. I don't know. She's going way out of her way. And I mean, I've heard her say, say it like this multiple times. This must be the way I feel very uh, I, I feel like a jerk for not pronouncing Hawaii that way the whole time. But that must be it. That must be it. You know, if a white guy, <laughs> if a white lawyer for Trump is like. Philadelphia. I don't even know. I should find the audio for that. I won't. But you Google it. It's funny. This guy isn't <laughs> this guy. Nobody wants to represent Trump because he's clearly guilty. He clearly fucked up. He's clearly a monster who's trying. <laughs> who's trying to stage a coup, or at least you know was excited that people wanted to coup, as he seemed happy about it. And 
I don't know if 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 you don't get in trouble for that, what do you get in trouble for? The I think, you know, Republicans are a lot like cops in that if you talk to a Republican or a police officer, there are no other bad Republicans and police officers. It's really shocking. You know, if a cop, you know, fucks up and shoots somebody, I feel like if, if I was a cop, I'd be like, oh, well, that's a bad cop. We don't want anything to do with him. He's not one of us. We're good cops. We don't tolerate bad cops being around. And politicians kind of do the same thing. But Republicans, if if you have a bad Republican, you're you they defend him tooth and nail. Maybe Democrats do the same thing. I don't know. But it seems pretty obvious when when your Republican president stages a coup and Republicans support him, you're crazy. <laughs> you're a crazy person. I just saying I don't think Democrats are above reproach. I, I feel perfectly comfortable criticizing Democrats. I almost lost my shit at this stimulus check thing with Joe Biden. They're clearly floating stuff out there. I think that's how politics works. Is they, they just float out the idea of like, hey, so what if we gave less money in these stimulus checks and we gave them to people um, who made less money? And it's like, OK, I guess. But it sounds like you're uh, backing backtracking on promises you made when you ran for election in this country. I think people voted for you expecting checks. So if all of a sudden you're willing to like fold and compromise on this, then that makes you a goddamn liar. And I will never say a nice thing about you again. If you, if you, if we don't get checks from Joe Biden after him promising us we're getting checks, I mean, this guy's trash and I will never say a nice thing about him again. He's a liar. <laughs> it sounds like they backtracked that pretty quick. People reacted negatively to it and immediately he corrected it. And I think that's what they do. They just put out the feelers. What if we didn't send out checks? It's like, oh, no, no, we want what you promised. Sorry. Whether or not I need a check or not is irrelevant to the fact that you are breaking a promise that you made on the campaign trail. It's bullshit. Man, some of these people, too. I It's fascinating how uh, we have so many people in politics and in life in general who just don't believe in science and things. And like the masks and all this stuff. I like it whenever any of these people use statistics, like whenever a uh, conservative uses like statistics to like combat global warming and they're like, well, but statistically, you know, two million years ago, there was more carbon in the air. So your point about carbon being high now is completely irrelevant. And it's like, why are you what are you talking about? You don't. I, it's funny to me when people who don't believe in statistics use statistics, I guess is really what it is. Like why, why, how are we picking and choosing stats? I don't think you get to do that. This isn't basketball. It's not an opinion based thing. Oh, I think rebounds mean more than points. It's like, there are stats on stuff. I don't know guys. I don't know. I'm just too stressed out. I'm too stressed out about my stocks. The weed stocks blew up over last week and then, and then tanked again. There's a whole another side of the stock market that I never learned about, which is just Reddit. And I guess the people online can just decide, hey, we're going to blow up a stock. That's cool. And I got to tell you, I'm all for it. I just wish I was in the loop a little bit. I wish somebody would send me a text. Hey, Tim, sell now. Hey, Tim, buy now. Hey, Tim, GameStop to the moon. Strap in, baby. We're a rocket ship. I wish somebody would just tell me which ones to go with and then tell me when to bail because I got so excited yesterday because I've been buying weed stocks like crazy because 
I don't know, call me crazy, but when they start legalizing something that's been illegal, I'm sure there, some money is going to be made there. <laughs> Maybe not now, but in the future, it's got to be. I mean, weed stocks have got to go up at some point. It spiked drastically. Last week, I was like, oh, great. My portfolio grew 100%. This is amazing. And then today, it's back to normal again. And I, I, why do I get excited? It's the Reddit bros. The Reddit bro rocket ship went up, blew up, came back down to earth. I was none the wiser. Should have sold and bought again now. But whatever. Why not? Why? Why? I just want to be in the loop. Somebody text me next time we do this. If anyone listening to the show is a uh, Reddit subscriber, you know, message the show. Say, Tim, buy this, sell this. Help me out. I don't know what I'm doing. Guys, thank you. <laughs> Man, that's the show. Thank you guys for listening. Um, I did a great episode of uh, Young Persons Radio. You can find it online uh, this week with uh, my good friend, Colby Smith, friend of the program, uh, went on there, actually hosted or asked him some questions on his 200th episode of the Young Persons Radio podcast. Might also be his last episode of the podcast. Knock on wood, that doesn't happen. It might come back down the road under another name, but YPR is dead. Long live YPR. Just thinking about it now, probably going to have him on the show to discuss some stuff at some point. I'd love to ask him more questions. I asked him questions on his podcast. We did some reflecting on his, I guess, five years of doing the podcast or four years doing the podcast. It's a long time. It it meant a lot to a lot of people. It was exciting to talk about. I was trying to get some some real goss about who the worst guests were and uh, (laughs) asking him to name names. He uh, declined uh on his show but maybe if i get him off the air uh and onto my air uh he'd be more inclined to uh talk some trash so hopefully i'll get him on uh in the next week or two um thank you guys for listening uh if you have any stock tips email the show uh if you have any friends you might want to listen let them know and the king stays king bye